possibly the most critical part of a business, any business, and the most underappreciated, I believe, is the role that customer service plays before, during, and long after the business takes place with the customer. Our guest today has been involved in serving customers for 43 years. Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Airing It Out with AirVent. My name is Paul Shelsey. I host AirVent's Attic Ventilation Ask the Experts seminars offered every winter to residential roofing professionals all across North America since 1998. Shelly Dubay is customer service manager at AirVent in the Peoria, Illinois office, about 150 miles outside of Chicago. AirVent is part of the Gibraltar Building Accessories Division, which manufactures not only attic ventilation products, but also metal roofing, soffit systems, gutters and gutter protection, flashing, and much more. Shelly was one of the first employees hired by AirVent, and she began her AirVent career in 1979, and she's been in a customer service role ever since. I'm thrilled to welcome to the podcast my coworker, Shelly Dubay. Welcome to the podcast, Shelly. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thank you for letting me uh, have this little talk with you. Um, I'm, thank you, Shelly. I'm, I'm so excited to talk with you uh, about this topic, and I've been working with you for a very long time. Shelly, 43 years, I mean, that's just is so amazing to me. Tell us how you landed the AirVent position. How did it all begin, please? I will tell you, um, way back then, um, I worked for a brief period of time for um, Alcoa Building Products, had a siding plant in a little town close to Peoria in Princeville, Illinois, and they made a metal ridge vent called Venta Ridge. And anyway, a, a, a girlfriend in town worked there and she asked me if uh, after I got out of high school, if I wanted to work at Alcoa. And so I did briefly. But then in the meantime, some of the former Alcoa workers uh, left Alcoa and started AirVent. And one day, kind of out of the blue, and I think I was going to a junior college or doing something else. And one day she called me and she said, hey, you want to come? you know, work at AirVent, you can make samples in the back. And, you know, we just started with a new customer. You can, you know, take orders and uh, the rest is history. And, you know, it was a roto dial phone and a big scratch pad of paper. And my and that's just kind of how it began. And then it evolved from there. Shelly, I love <clears throat> that you basically are part of the foundational days of the company. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that's so amazing to me. Yeah, I've seen a lot. Shelly, how would you define customer service, please? Well, I think it's it's changed now, Paul, because they they call it customer experience now. Yes. Because I think what it means is from the minute you pick up the package or click on a link or see a picture of something you like, it's your whole interaction with that product or service. So that's what I define customer service now. So it's not maybe 40 years ago, it was just when you called a number, 
and who you were talking to. And I think it's so much more now. And even in terms of internally, you know, how we work with each other as a, as a company, um, with each other. So those internal customer service and external customer service. And I really think that's true. Shelly, thank you for introducing that word experience, that, that customer experience, not just customer service. Uh, great. Thank, thanks for bringing that up early in this conversation. Because Shelly, I, I personally believe how the customer service slash experience interaction plays out to a large extent represents the company itself, the, the brand. And I believe you, you, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Your, your thoughts, please, Shelly, on that. Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly. It is true that we are the face to the, to the customer in this room, but the, uh, like I said, because of how everything has evolved uh, with technology and our digital world, it's, what people see or read on the internet or on Facebook or on Twitter or your website or how they interact or how they feel, you know, or it may even be them, uh, the contractor slowing, showing you their slideshow or our AirVent app, Paul. So it, it really is not just the customer service rep answering the phone. It now it's, it's, it's all aspects of, Yes. Of, of the interaction. It, it's all of it. So if if you don't have a, a website that's current or interactive or has the most current knowledge or your, you know, even your. Um, even the. Uh, seminars that you conduct, Paul, that's 100 percent customer service and that's our brand and that's our face. And so thankfully, we kind of have a handle on how to see, you know, that we, it's not just consumers, it's architects, it's contractors, it's building inspectors, it's, 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 and it's the wholesalers too. So it's, it's a lot of things and that's our brand. It is. Shelly Bull, you're bringing up so many things I want to talk about. Thank you. Uh, And and the, the extensiveness of who we customer service, AirVent, Gibraltar interact with. So, So Shelly, uh, Customer service, it's actually not just limited to customers. It's its also potential customers, people considering doing business with AirVent, with Gibraltar, for example. Or it might just be people who have general questions. Maybe they're doing a little research for a future home project. These people, as you just mentioned, Shelly, these people could include roofing professionals, retailers, wholesalers, homeowners, and your role, Shelly, and and your staff, your team's role, interacting with people, these people have a wide range of knowledge, experience about the products and services AirVent offers, from very little knowledge to quite a bit of knowledge. What, What a roofing contractor asks about attic ventilation is likely very different than what a homeowner asks and what an architect asks and a retailer, wholesaler, et cetera. Shelly, I, I, I imagine this in itself poses some challenges to how you and your team provide the needed information to the person. In other words, 
you have to personally be well-versed in the subject matter, and then you got to be ready to adjust the depth of the information you provide to people. Any tips, Shelly, for our listeners on how to do that well, how, how to tailor your responses to the customer? Um, yeah, and, and, and besides, there's a, there's a piece of it that's intuitive, but you really have to know who you're talking to. So you're right. You, a, a consumer isn't as interested with, you know, the, the, the science of the whole thing or listen to 15 minutes about the Bernoulli effect. <clears throat> but you can, you can pare it down or, or make it more user friendly. And that's why we have, you know, such great information. We have so many resources that we can use with our website now and, and just explaining to it, but you really have to identify the first thing you do in here is you identify who you're talking to. Yes. Because if you're talking to, you know, someone that just wants to fill an order of your product, they're not, you know, they just want to do their business. So as we, we kind of wear some different hats in this room, you know, taking orders, fulfilling orders, consumer calls, warranty calls, and, and the whole, the whole gamut. But you have to know, you, you know, identify who you're talking to and then use our resources. And then we, you know, we continually train and, and read and, and, um, you know, make sure we're kind of keeping up with the industry in terms of the expectations of the customer. But it has truly, it has evolved, Paul, because it used to be uh, the consumer had kind of had really didn't care that much about the science of keeping their attic cool or what vents did. It was, it was um, truly something that the roofing professional kind of did and, and they weren't that interested, but people are truly interested now and they want to know more about it because it affects their heating bills and everything about their home and yes. you know, one of their big investments. So, yeah. So you just, you have to know who you're talking to. That's just rule number one. And, and then identify their needs. Shelly, sometimes the role of customer service involves talking to unhappy people. And I, I as an extension, in, in my small role, assisting with technical questions, it's a very small part, but I do get a taste for it. Your team gets a full-time taste of what it could be like. Unhappy people, they might be unhappy with the product that they purchased, the service they received, maybe, justified or not. It happens. It's just a fact of doing business. Sometimes people are pretty upset. They may yell. They may curse. They they, they could be flat out rude. And, and then here you are, Shelly, you and your team, you're in front receiving this. Any strategies you can share, Shelly, for avoiding stooping to the level of the upset customer and instead keeping that interaction as professional and as calm as can be? Well, <clears throat> that's in, you know, that that is inherent of a customer service person. You have to understand how to um, kind of diffuse the situation. I found out that really they wouldn't be upset for no reason. So you kind of 
you know, you can empathize with them. You can sympathize with them. You can find out kind of the root cause of the whole problem and and um, be patient. And I found that if I talk in the calm tone of voice the entire time, it kind of helps rather than, you know, raising my voice as high as theirs. So I think that helps. Um, it. I think if you just talk calmly and be transparent and try and build a rapport and a little bit of trust, because even if you can't tell them what they exactly what they want to hear, you can tell them the best information that you can. And I and I just feel like patience and honesty is is just the best thing to do. Shelly, you do have a very calm voice. I mean, just, just from talking with you over the years, uh, that that's a little bit of a weakness of mine. And I I, I admire that in you. Uh, staying calm throughout that interaction. That's that's great. Thanks for sharing that. As a team, as a manager of a team, Shelly, of customer service representatives over the years, how have you kept your staff energized and motivated without them feeling, uh, these are my words, beat down by upset customers? And, and I realize, Shelly, most interactions with customers are generally positive. All in all, but but I, I got to believe it's human nature as a customer service representative to feel that your day, maybe maybe your whole week could be flat out turned upside down by an upset customer. What, what, what do you tell your team in those situations, Shelly? Well, um, we hold each other up. We have um, a great sense of humor and sometimes we. Just kind of, you know, talk it through and talk each other down and just, um, you know, just hoping the next call won't be as bad as the former call. But, you know, generally, everybody's pretty great. So those, you know, when those when those situations happen and you just we kind of have, like I said, we hold each other up and figure out ways to decompress, um, <laughs> you know, and kind of have a sense of humor about it. So good approach, Shelly. Yeah. Shelly, when you're interacting with an unhappy customer and a positive outcome is likely not possible as viewed by that customer, how can customer service professionals still try to end that interaction on a somewhat positive note? Well, I think we try and emphasize the um, in the case of a ventilation issue, what the proper steps, you know, should have been or things to ask your roofer about that could have been or like I said before, honesty and transparency. I think honesty always works better every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than trying to promise something you can't do or, you know, you're not capable of and just understanding that, you know, we're people, too. So but I I, I really think people appreciate honesty and transparency. Shelly, to me, the role of customer service is largely a giving role. Uh, em- employees who work in customer service, customer experience roles. They they just give a lot of themselves to others. Do you personally do anything to recharge your battery each day 
to take time for Shelly? Well, I have a pretty long drive. So in order to relax, I usually listen to like podcasts and I like and I like crime podcasts. I know that sounds pretty weird, but I like that. <laughs> that's how I that's how I relax. That's how I relax. I you know, <laughs> you know, not it has nothing to do with this job. It's just it's, I enjoy it. So sure, sure. <laughs> Shelly, do you encourage do you encourage your customer service team to decompress as well? Oh, absolutely. And and they all have their outlets, you know, whether it's exercise or, you know, whatever their hobbies may be. But sure, I always, you know, you need to push back from it and um, get away from it, especially during our busy season, which is in the summer. It, it gets, you know, you might have just call after call after call. So some, sometimes you just need to log off the phone and get away from it for a little bit. Go sure. take a Go take a walk around the parking lot and just breathe. Shelly, with four decades of serving customers under your belt, what key tips would you pass along to our listeners specific to customer service success, regardless of the industry? I think you should have a complete understanding of your business. And uh, I think understanding how all aspects of your product or service work, you know, so I think you should understand how your product from beginning to end, you know, how it's made, how marketing does, how it goes to market, how it's packaged, even the competition. So I think if you kind of, if you have an understanding of what you're representing, Versus just walking in cold and being like, how may I help you? Does does that make sense? It does. Yes. So I I, I truly think training shouldn't just be how you talk on the phone, but maybe, you know, working a day with, you know, the marketing people or the packaging people or the shipping people or whatever service you're selling, kind of have an understanding of the entire business. Shelly, I, I, I believe that makes that makes the people in that role more of a resource. Absolutely. Yeah. Shelly, any tips for managers of a customer service staff? Um, I, I think um, empowering your customer service people, letting them make decisions and supporting them, even when maybe they didn't make the 100 percent best decision in this scenario. I think you. You know, and everybody's unique. And I think you have to understand that and and build to that uniqueness and be patient and uh, and and le- like I said, let them make independent decisions because it's been my personal experience. I don't know about you, but when you call somewhere and you have to get put on hold seven times because they're asking somebody else because they clearly don't know. I think that's a real turnoff. So I feel like you give that person, you know, the power to pull the resource or fix the product or fix the problem. I think that speaks volumes to your company about your company. Yes. During your long career of serving customers, Shelly, is there a particular funny or unusual encounter or request 
you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, there's been so many, but this one in particular always sticks out on my mind. Um, there was um, an elderly lady in the state of Texas, and she had a whole house fan in her bedroom or hallway. And every time it came on, she had kittens and it scared her kittens. So she wrote a letter to the president of the company. I don't know if you were here then or not, Paul. I don't know if I remember it. I don't think so. Okay, well, she wrote a letter to the president of the company and copied the attorney general in Texas oh, because boy. she was so upset about her scared kittens. Well, I clearly, I got the letter and I called her. And so right away um, we bonded. I love cats. She loves cats. So we bonded about that. And I empathized with her. And I, you know, I think we ended up like sending someone out to tighten the belt or make her fan less loud, but it was kind of, um, it, it was uh, different. And sure. she was, you know, it was so never underestimate, you know, or, or trivialized because, what upsets somebody because that was, you know, life and death for her. And, and in sure. the meantime, everyone, you know, behind all the people behind me were just thought it was hilarious, but it was, it was really a, you know, she didn't want scared kittens. So no. I'll just, I'll never forget. I'll never forget that. I love that so, story. Thank you. Shelley. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You handled that well too. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned the letter, Shelly, uh, because I wanted to visit with you about uh, the ways customers, people can contact. So, Shelly, when you started in customer service, 1979, the only way customers could contact you, if, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, was either a phone call or a letter in the mail, in the U.S. mail. Uh, oh, oh, this is 1979. Over the decades... The forms of communication have expanded. Faxes, which are now kind of going away, but still faxes, email, websites, social media, apps. You've experienced the invention of all of that on the job. Shelly, any tips for business leaders on making it easy for customers, potential customers, to contact a business and responding in a timely manner? Um, I just want to say, I, I feel like to some extent, it's a little bit harder to find a person. Don't get me wrong, but because everything's social media and it's typing emails, just make sure you stay accessible. Make sure whatever phone system you have or whatever media you have, make sure you're still accessible because sometimes people want to talk to people. Mm -hmm. And so stay accessible. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Shelly, I, I, I've been on the receiving end of phone calls, customer service referred a roofer to me to troubleshoot a project. And one of the first things said is customer service answered the phone, meaning your team. So for someone to say that to me means it's maybe not happening as often as it should be in other businesses. And that's that's why I, I I said and then and then I think you should empower your people to do everything they can to fulfill all the needs of that right. of that caller and not just transfer them all around or oh you have to call another number. I mean sometimes we we do pull in help like you, Paul, or you know a, an engineer or whatever the case may be. But generally, 
you want the person hanging up to walk away feeling satisfied and not and not like you know everything did get answered or I'm so upset I'm going to call back or now I have to write a letter or I'm going to write a bad review whatever it is um it's yeah it's it's unique and it's challenging now versus um you know the old roto dial phone so Shelly, as we wrap up this episode, is there anything you'd like to add for our listeners, either about customer service or anything in general? I want to thank you, Paul Chelsea, for everything you've done for AirVent. Um, wow. As you know, I'm retiring <laughs> soon. And I don't know if you hear thank you enough. Uh with your seminars and your positive attitude and your energy, it I think it brings a lot to Airven and it means a lot to know that you're out there training contractors and reps and customers and and I and I just want to take this time to thank you you thank you and it's been a pleasure working with you Paul and I will miss you know the people so. Well, thank you so much, Shelley. I was so kind of you. Yes, Shelley is retiring. And Shelly, I I have enjoyed working with you so much, and uh, I, I'm only in my 27th year. I'm saying only because it doesn't even come close to your tenure. But uh, you, you've been you, you've been very instrumental in helping me learn, and uh, I, I've looked up to you. And I don't want to make this a sappy podcast, but th- thank you so much, Shelly, for everything. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for um, letting me have this opportunity to talk about customer service and how important it is um, uh, to a company. So you're welcome. And thank you again for your time, Shelly. I really enjoyed this conversation. The interaction between a business's customer service and the actual customers or potential customers can have more impact than the product or service offered give it its due attention. Well, that wraps up this episode. Please leave a review on YouTube or whatever platform you used to listen to this episode. Be sure to let us know if there's a topic you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Maybe you'd like to be a guest one day, like Shelly was a guest. Drop us a note on the podcast page of our website, airvent.com. You can also reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And please come back for more Airing It Out with AirVent. I'm Paul Chelsea. Thanks for listening.